You want to hit us with one of your famous intros? Yeah. Uh, another show. I know. <laughs> and we're I back got, again. Uh, I, I got to get better on the intro. Again. I'm so bad at it, man. I'm terrible at it. I don't even know how to start. I don't know how to start and I don't know how to finish. It's like everything in between, I think, is okay. But like starting and finishing is terrible. So Same it's as like high school all over again, man. Hey, guys. Brutal. We're here. Hey, guys. We're here for another episode of Energizing Bitcoin. But. Can you please yeah. make that the intro? That's, that's we the might intro. have going to be the intro. Kim, Kim, that's the intro. We're rolling right into it. <laughs> hey, by the way, so last night was the uh, Houston Bitcoin meetup and hung out people there and hung out afterwards and stuff and a lot of compliments on the podcast. So really good. Thanks, everybody, for good. listening. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool. I hated missing, too, because my boy Steve was down there. Steve crushed it, man. It was mm-hmm. a good presentation. It's a good meetup. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I haven't been there before. Was, Had uh, you not been there before at all? No, I've been trying to, oh, been wanting to go down. Yeah. Just never really schedules. That was actually, it's a good turnout, but that was probably a light crowd compared to normal. Well, you I know, know usually it's, it's like a bear market. It's hard to watch. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. right. It's crazy how much when things start going south, the attendance, like, I mean, at least cut in half. That's like, uh, the way it is at every Bitcoin meetup. Right. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I got into the space when it was in a bull market and mm-hmm. then like, it just like interest levels dropped right off. Right. Like with us, like even right. like going to oil companies and yeah. talking to them, they're like, oh yeah, Bitcoin's it's fake. It's, it's dead. I know. I know. It's I dead. Know. Are you still funny. here? Like, are you still here? <laughs> yeah. I love I love Parker calling out uh what's his name from um JP Morgan. Jamie Diamond. Jamie Diamond. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I didn't keep, hear keep, bringing that, keep bringing the energy flip flopper. Yeah. Oh, he is totally it's a fraud. Yeah. No, it's legit. We'll support it. No, it's a fraud. We're gonna offer yeah. it to our high net worth individuals, but you know, yeah. investors. But no, nah, it's it's a fraud though. It's um, a rock. It makes total sense. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Steve Barber, Upstream Data, um, also known as Godfather of off-grid okay. Bitcoin mining. So, uh, and honestly, dude, I'm like- That's Griffin trying to get that going. Uh, well, whatever, <laughs> it fits, man, it fits. Like, honestly, you are the inspiration I had for getting going um, with Jay. So uh, I was glad to know you'd come on here and spend some time hanging out with us and shooting the shit a little bit. So thank well, you. Happy to be here. Thanks for Appreciate it. kind words, man. Yeah, of course, man, you were the guy. Right. In Just, fact, I should tell the story of how I got to know who you were first. Let's hear it. I was freaking out about what we we're going to do about a well we had brought online in Wyoming. We we're running up against our flaring allowance. And was that when you're at Anadark? No, Century oh. up oh. in Wyoming. Um, and they have like 60 day or 60 MCF a day flaring limit. And we were running up against that. We had an exception for a while. And when I first went to the engineer prior to Leachman getting there, and told him like, hey, we should do this, put this online or put a Bitcoin mine on our well site. It'll eat up our flare and, you know, we'd be fine. They literally like laughed at me. We're like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I have been there. Yeah. Times. Oh, totally, yeah. man. So I kind of, you know, reevaluated, started looking at different options. Engineers are not doing anything really about it because they're not too concerned about the flaring hearing until it gets right before the time that we're there going to shut the well. And if we don't have a plan. And so I talked to Leachman because he had started with us at that point. And he was like, yeah, man, if that keeps our well online. Like, let's do it. And I'd read an article about you in the paper. It was an article I Googled just like Bitcoin mining on, on flare gas. And you came up and that's how I, that's literally the first time I'd ever thought how, about it. How did you know about it? Well, or, I, or were you just looking up like a hey, like flaring? Right, right. Well, no, I came across because I was always buying Bitcoin like yeah. a little bit, but I came across it just in passing it was like yeah and i and it stuck with me and that's when i had first talked to patrick about it 
sorry, Patrick, I don't want to throw you under the bus, dude. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was like, that's ridiculous. That's the dumbest thing I've heard. And it just kind of stuck with me. And then when Leachman came, I showed him it. And he was like, yeah, dude, let's do it. So, and we did it. And then we kind of do some back calculation. It was like, I think we're doing like $7 an M. And we we're yeah. getting like a dollar at the time. So um, that's when me and Leachman just kind of like, man, we need to get did, did y'all actually did y'all actually do it at Century or was that just yeah we like, did it at Century, you did it at Century mm-hmm. so you kind of like beta tested right. it in a way I think we we're the second company in um, we used Caruso um, but I believe they used upstream data equipment I think it was a, a hash art that was out there who, who I did? think who did I think it was a hash art oh who was that this? they brought like, up who? Caruso we used Caruso on that first one after I heard about it oh we your company them. used yeah, Caruso. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, Crusoe wouldn't have used our stuff, but you well, mean like it was tiny. It looked a lot like it. It looked uh, a whole lot like it. Well, it could have been a number of customers. Oh. Yeah, but either way, that was how we got going, and it was all because Steve. So once I got up and running, y'all were like, "Cool, we're gonna go do Jay." Yeah. Well, then, yeah, out. and then it got. We had oil went negative in April yeah. of 2020, mm. and <laughs> I was like, day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oil yeah. was negative, and we we're in the midst of the bear market, right? Bitcoin and Leachman is such a Wyoming homer that like he was like, dude, I don't want to have to leave Wyoming. And like, I don't know what's going to happen with, with we're at a private equity shop. I don't know what's going to happen. I was like, Hey man, I, I think I got a good idea. Like, I think we need to go try to raise some money and do this and ended up getting some money together and built Jay out. And, uh, but yeah, that would a long story, but all of it was cause of Steve here. So some article you found on me, some random article, dude. I think it was like from 2017, 2018. But how did how did you get into it, Steve? Yeah, uh, I've never heard that story actually. <clears throat> I was talking a little bit about it last night mm-hmm. at the Houston meetup. I remember uh, the main thing that got me into Bitcoin was I was already an oil and gas engineer, so it wasn't oil and gas that got me into Bitcoin. It was uh, a different thing. And I, I briefed on it last night, but basically, I was I was working at a big Canadian oil company, uh, engineer. I was production at the time. And I was like fascinated with this concept of bureaucracy. <laughs> okay, it sounds really exciting. But I, I was wondering, I couldn't figure out why. And I, I, this whole idea of my company, I could, we couldn't get nothing done. Man. Like yeah. everything I wanted to do in the company. Because I was, at the time, what I was doing was I was really obsessed with these downhole pumps, uh, progressing cavity pumps, like rotary pumps, mm-hmm. screw pumps, people call them. Uh, I heard a Texan call him on Twitter, uh, pig dick pumps. Okay. So uh, that's the first time. Dude, I ever... Oil and gas is the best freaking name for stuff. It's, oh, it's like a pigtail, right? It yeah, looks like yeah. that was some reason called pig dick pump. But anyway, I thought that was hilarious. I didn't know if their dicks looked like their tails. <laughs> they just wanted to throw a pig dick in there. That was like, it doesn't even make any sense, but they just wanted to do it. I get it. It's just classic, yeah. classic, you know, but uh, they're prevalent in Canada, like yeah. big time for heavy oil. Like you sort of need these pumps, mm-hmm. like rod pumps just won't pump this oil. Mm-hmm. And so I was getting fascinated with those. And I'm like, I'm sort of ambitious, like a lot of guys, like I want to do a little more, like I want to stand out somehow. And I was fascinated with like the, how the pump worked. And I started trying to figure out ways to make it better. Mm-hmm. And I had a cool, a uh, few cool little ideas that like the company let me do. But what they wouldn't let me do is like sell them. Like mm. as soon as I developed a new thing for them, I wanted to go out and have them sell mm. it. Not me, not like me profiting. Right. I wanted them to profit in the market. 
Yeah. They wouldn't do that. So like, they wouldn't do anything. So I did was a bunch it like, of patents it, for you, them. Were you taking like existing designs and just kind of tweaking it and like refurbishing them? Or basically like, like the, the normal way the pump was built and installed. I learned how to, I sort of learned how to design them okay. just by reading papers. Yeah. Cause I loved them so much. Like I was just <laughs> so interested in them cause I thought they were fascinating. Pretty nerdy, right? <laughs> I wasn't going to say But the, the motivation there <laughs> yeah. was like, I wanted to get ahead. Yeah. Like I'm going to do this for the company. I'm going to stand out. I'm going to get promoted. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was young. Mm -hmm like a young engineer, I just graduated. I mm -hmm. thought that's how the world worked. You yeah. do something right. awesome and you get recognized. It's not, it's though. not how it's it not, not at a big corporation. So then I wasn't getting like any recognition. I don't think I really deserved anything special, but I, I just wanted them to go do something like, right. with this tech that I was helping them develop because they gave me the budget to develop it. That convinced them mm -hmm. it's a good idea. And they worked as I, as I said, they might work. And so I'm like, well, this is something we could sell, right? Like, and they wouldn't do it. And so that experience was really deflating. Like, I was like, man, I put all this work into this thing. They won't yeah, let me do yeah. it. So I'm sort of going on a big tangent. But the, the thing was, I was, I was trying to figure out. And at that whole time, I was also witnessing how over time, the, the year I started was 2011. And by this time, it was like 2014, 2015. And every year, even though I got better at my job, like I was better at, because I was the guy calling rigs in to go service the pumps. Mm -hmm. Like I would work with the operators, figure out what's going on and, mm -hmm. and write the scope of work and get the rig yeah. on the well. And over time, even though I was getting better at my job, they were taking away more responsibility like <laughs> over time. And, and it wouldn't just be me. It'd be the whole group, right? Yeah. The, the engineers. There'd be less decisions we could make on our own and less money we could spend. And I was like, man, what's going on with this? Like, you know, I didn't even know what the word was at the time, mm -hmm. but it was like I learned it was bureaucracy like yeah. why is it that these uh this red tape it keeps coming in like mm -hmm. and we're this big company we should be the best company in canada and we're getting outpaced by other companies I'm like something's going on here mm -hmm. and i was i was like really studying this concept of bureaucracy googling what like wh why is bureaucracy happening and so the, how this links to bitcoin is like i came to the conclusion that bureaucracy was related to uh no accountability like i was no longer accountable to my decisions and they wouldn't trust me and it really comes down to like they don't trust people in their organization so they put policies over it and they paper policies over it and procedures so they mm -hmm. they procedural proceduralize out your your role i was like this is this weird like thing that gets worse and worse and like i was just, i was just noticing like this is sort of what's happening in society as a whole uh and why is there no accountability in society? Mm -hmm. And I started going down this rabbit hole on money. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, it's money. Like money printing is preventing uh, anyone from being accountable because like politicians spend the money and then the money, you know, they burn it all and right. they waste it all, but it doesn't matter because they print more money, right? That made me a gold bug. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Did it really? So okay. this is literally me in my cubicle trying to figure out why our company was the way it was and how frustrating that was. And I couldn't like stand out in any way. And then you're also seeing other people who you know are duds, like dud mm -hmm. workers. They don't work hard. They suck at their job, but maybe they smile a lot or something. And then they're getting ahead. And you're just always like, man, what's going on? And that got me into bureaucracy. That got me into the money system. That got me into gold. And then that got me into Bitcoin. <laughs> All in that span. On like the bureaucracy stuff, isn't it like wild now, obviously, like now with you being an entrepreneur, you running your business and just like how ass backwards that should be when running a business, because all you want to do as somebody who owns something is you want to bring in the best and the smartest people to come in and take shit off of your plate. I don't yeah. want to hire people that I feel like I have to 
handhold or babysit or like that's put a, all these like procedures and bumpers for them to like i want somebody to come in and like yeah. do a better job than me in every aspect of the business yeah you're focusing on one thing yeah. so you do this really well i find i have a struggle with that too like because i i i i like micromanage some things too much uh because maybe i can't let it go in the business uh, i think that's, but partly that's it's because i don't yeah. like sometimes i don't feel like it's getting done the yeah. way i mm-hmm. want it to get done and i have to get in on it like see if i can fix it but i understand why companies get like bureaucratic and like you know paper policy heavy um because i i've had to put in policies like in my own business as it's grown to just make sure shit like that should never happen right that yeah. happens like it could be a quality control on something we built that's going out the door we've all talked about you know this is the how this gets built but then no one might check yeah you know, a little thing like you know how a latch is installed and then the door blows off as it goes down the road because yeah. it wasn't like wasn't reinforced on the mm-hmm. inside of the panel little things like that so you have to end up putting policies in anyway so but that's actually one thing i think about a lot is how do you get your company to grow and scale because i'm you know bitcoin market was huge for us like mm-hmm. the bitcoin bull market and we grew extremely fast and as that happens, is like, how do you actually build a foundation that doesn't turn into this? Yeah. A, like something where you you literally are not building something, uh, the final product that you're trying to, is you're mm-hmm. not doing things properly, or or B, it's just so bloated and proceduralized. Yeah. Are you you're talking burning about burning money and administrative overhead? The bull market 2021, or in that was prior my first bull market. That was really, your first, I yeah, started. You kind of started 17, right? I started. Uh, incorporated January 1st, 2017. Yeah. And that was like running into that big bull mm-hmm. market, but I didn't really have a commercial product by the time that was over. Oh, okay. My my first commercial product was basically, I made my first sale and we're a sales and service company. Mm-hmm. I made my first sale on December 31st, 2017. No kidding. Dude, you started on the first and then made yeah, the first sale on the 31st? I incorporate. I was planning... I was planning the business in mm-hmm. 2016. That's when I was on like Bitcoin Talk, mm-hmm. learning about Bitcoin. Because I knew right. at that point, once I learned about Bitcoin, uh, I got into the gold. That led me to Bitcoin, mm-hmm. I believe, on Reddit. And then that led me into like this thing eats energy, so it's great for oil field. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm an oil field engineer, and uh, I wanted to do it. I was like researching on Bitcoin Talk. Like mm-hmm. that was the main forum. Like yeah. Twitter wasn't really a thing. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. It was just starting to become a thing, yeah, right? But it wasn't like it was mostly Reddit. Mm-hmm. So I was on Reddit all day long, every day. Um, I didn't really mention this, but I had quit my job to a company to do this tool stuff I was talking mm-hmm. about, and I was doing that full time. And then I was learning about this mm-hmm. on the side. But yeah, I uh, that's how I learned. Got into Bitcoin, read Bitcoin Talk, started mm-hmm. studying how everyone builds containers. Mm-hmm. You know, because I had the idea of like building a full, like Gen Set Bitcoin mine package. Right. So right. were, you, were you the first one to come up with this concept? Did you piece together these dots, or was, did you like find it in the Reddit rabbit holes of like somebody had done this prior? Well, I know I, I don't know exactly like uh, where I know I didn't have anyone to, to learn from. That yeah. was for sure. I what I learned from was when I when I figured out I wanted to use Bitcoin mining for vent gas. It wasn't even flare gas. Like everyone talks about flare mm-hmm. gas, but it was always vent gas. That yeah. I was like because vent gas is what the local companies were struggling with. Um, cause it's, you know, that's where you get real hit with the compliance mm-hmm. problems. Yeah. Venting limits, limits and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but what I was learning about at the time, I was like, oh, this Bitcoin mining thing. Okay. You build a C can. There's a few, 
guys out there building little sea cans, but they're yeah. usually like in parking lots. Right. Like uh, hooking up to you guys probably gotta get this guy on um Marshall. Oh OG BDC. Mar- Marshall Long? Yeah. No, we had him on. Was he on? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. my bad. Yeah, he t- he talked about some of that though. Yeah, yeah. So he I actually Apparently didn't... Steve's not a listener. So. <laughs> not, not yet. No, I, I've heard clips. I've heard clips. i I will be. <laughs> Marshall's a funny. Marshall was a funny episode. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, Marshall's. He's hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah. He's a wild man. He's a wild man. Um, he's probably pretty unreserved. What he says. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a little reserved. There's a lot of circle jerk comments with hand motions. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there is. There is. I met him later, but like he's one of the guys that I'm aware after the fact Mm. that he was building. Like he built some early like sea can pods, whatever Mm. you want to call them. Yeah. I remember there's a few guys like Europeans and like a few American guys building sea cans. And I was trying to figure, figure out, okay, like, well, I need this modular, like, you know, unit and I need a gen set in there too. And no one was doing gen sets with them. Like that yeah. was, that was, uh, I had to go find a subcontractor to like teach me how to, you know, I didn't, I don't, you know, I'm an engineer. I can figure out some of those yeah. things and you don't have to be an engineer to figure that out. But like, you know, I'm just trying to figure out who even sells C- uh, jenny's in town right Mm -hmm. it was just something i never needed to think about so yeah i was just trying to assemble the whole package and figure out last night i showed the pictures of that Mm -hmm. unit yeah was talking about like briefly on all these decisions i made in that um that like completely unnecessary right because like (laughs) i didn't know what i was doing this is such a tinkering kind of learning industry yeah. though you know what i mean like it, you you learn so much so fast about what works and what doesn't work and i don't know man like even just I, sorry to interrupt but listen to what you say like the thing that i notice in the bitcoin community the most about the people that are like innovators like you um they're very analytical and they look at kind of issues and problems and they understand how to like almost like a lawyer, like Iraq, the Iraq process, like issue, role, analysis, conclusion, and like kind of come up with a solution for a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why so many of these engineers are so good mm-hmm. at this. Like there's a bunch of engineers that feel like Joel, Ryan, you, like uh, some of the people that I think are the most important to growing the off-grid mining space. Uh, my bad. It's a great spot for me to put a glass <laughs> of ice. So. Um but but you guys are all very analytical and like can look at a problem and try to solve it. And, and also the other thing I've noticed about the Bitcoin community is like everybody is like, and my mom talks about this actually a lot. My mom's a bit of a tinfoil hat uh, lady. I love her to death, but <laughs> I may, I'm making fun of her now. And I made fun of my dad on Julie's show the other day about how when he eats yogurt, it's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. But uh, but uh, but my mom talks about it and like being able to recognize patterns and like yeah. the bureaucracy stuff and all that and like understanding why they do what they do and like everybody in the Bitcoin community like Marty you guys like you kind of are pattern people like you recognize patterns and can identify like this is why people are doing what they do I need to get out of this this is not gonna work like you can see it early on so um, yeah finding trends and right right yeah, like, right. There's definitely a lot of trial and error too. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, but it's it's cre- it allows for so much creativity too. You know yeah. what I mean? And well, it's still an early industry, right? Yeah. Like uh, Bitcoin mining. Bitcoin is so early. Like oh, the yeah. development of it. You know, on the de- like the actual develop like mm-hmm. core development side, like like the Lightning Network layered stuff. Right. The apps, like just the custodial services, mm-hmm. like you know, companies like Unchained, like offering the opposite, like more non 
more of like non-custodial, like mm. safe ways to do it, which is really important for companies. It's all so new that, uh, you know, I, I at least learned in the, like in the oil field when I was trying to do pump design, if you can, especially on a nascent market, mm. if you can get in there and just learn, uh, you will find something like that you can do that no one's doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? yeah. Sort of like you guys, like, you know, the content podcasting thing came into existence and we were just sort of shooting the shit yeah. outside. Like no one, like even still, like you guys are the best at doing the content for oil field. And mm -hmm. I don't really see anything else other than some guys that like on Twitter, like shit posting, but you guys yeah. are organizing yeah. an actual content platform. And that's, the we market just, wants to we see that. Did it first. It was kind of, it was accidental. There was like mm. nothing about this was uh, yeah. You just want to buy some oil wells. And <laughs> you just want to buy some YouTube up. videos. And we're like, and yeah. <laughs> no, like we, we, we wanted we to do that. Look we, at this, bro. <laughs> yeah, we thought we were gonna build the next fucking standard oil, dude. We were like, yeah, we're starting with these. I'm sure we all go. think that. <laughs> you know, at least you guys did that. Like, I it that's was like cool. a dream of mine to mm. actually own and operate oil wells. But it's, I mean, don't let us. Don't. It's let not too late, Steve. One day, but I don't know if it's a. If it's a get rich quick, I think yeah. I think for Colin and I, it was like we, not to like derail the conversation. We just always wanted to make an impact on the industry, and so I thought that being an oil man was the way that we did that, right? Yeah. And life had different plans, and this whole thing was very accidental. But we were like very quickly, we're passionate about it, and we're like, this is this is fun. Yeah. We didn't make any money for years. We just took yeah. tons of time, tons of money into it, and then the community gave us the validation that this was something that was cool, right? Oh and yeah. So and and now it's wild. It's just like wild that we've we've parlay this into something that's actually like you make a living yeah. and i meet new people they're like what do you do and if they're not from oil and gas i'll make content about oil and they're and like gas. they're like oh it's good that's man. cool it's, yeah. it's valuable too just to uh, show a bit of the realness in the yeah. oil field because yeah. it's like if you work in the oil field you know you see you you, you you're with the people that are in the industry and like people paint us or like the oil and gas yeah. industry in general like you know anti-environment mm -hmm. you will not find more environmental environmentally minded people uh, outside the oil and gas industry 100 percent agree man. people in this industry i mean we do so much to like mm -hmm. for environmental control especially in like canada and the u.s mm -hmm. yeah. compared to other countries even. right and oh completely man it, the way the easy way to tell that is like the flare gas numbers right we hear what they are here but if you look at the reality of what and I talked about this on our last episode a little bit, so I'm sorry to repeat the same stuff, but um, most of the flare gas in the U.S. is not routine flaring. It's yeah. it's intermittent flaring. And you're talking about, like, right when you bring a well online. Yeah. And But if you go look overseas, like, those flares, oh, yeah, whole different ballgame. Like, yeah. the, the massive and routine all day long, all mm -hmm. like, one location, yeah. crazy amounts of, of flare gas out there. and. But we don't allow that here, and we don't. And the oil and gas companies make sure they don't. They don't want to do that. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. they are very environmentally conscious, conscientious, and we definitely pay attention to the ESG metrics way more than all these international. It's also groups. it's also your product too, right? Right. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, why not monetize it? Yeah. You know. So um, important question though. I want to ask you this. Um, Joel was talking a bunch of shit about baseball with you oh last time. Yeah, so I, I was, I was is, hanging out with him last night, and he said this is going to come up. And actually, he showed me the clip. Oh, he him. did. Okay, yeah, he's saying uh, like I I whooped I like I I struck Joel out all the time, like any, all the time, any, not just once, anything, all the time. Anything he was able to do yeah. was like a bloop single. Okay, like, yeah. the guy couldn't hit a solid like an he hit solid wood on anything I threw at him. 
Yeah. It was an I mean, accident. Yeah. Like the black I, I, I was known to being a little wild, like uh, either hit you yeah. or strike you out. Randy Johnson-esque. Yeah. Like you, you wanted to put a little intimidation in him. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. he's like the John Krug to you being Randy Johnson. Joel was uh, quick on the bases, so okay. he didn't need much to get get the first. Yeah, uh, he has no power, so he was unable <laughs> to like he was unable to get the ball out of the infield. Yeah, yeah, uh, not a big threat. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay, <laughs> he's 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 a weak man, but you know he's a really good man. He's a really good he's guy. He's a good man. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good heart, man. Despite his, gold. you don't need to be strong when you're a good man. Heart you of, know, yeah, he's a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah. It's a good yeah. thing he's really nice. Two hands, barely. you know. He could barely, barely feel the ball, but he barely filled. Yeah. He can't dance either. Is what no, I heard. That's why right. he was yeah. out in the outfield and yeah. usually like put put to the side. Oh man, I can't wait to talk to him. about That this. sounds like me in little league. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was uh, not an athletic kid. Well, another serious question though. How I know, like you told the story of how you got to think about this stuff, but how did you fund yourself when you got going? Because manufacturing is not easy. <laughs> so how did you get I going on that? I broke open the piggy bank. Yeah. So I have one business partner mm-hmm. uh, who's like my core, like starting partner. Right. Um, so what I did was I worked at Husky Energy. I was a, I was originally a production engineer, but when I mm-hmm. when I finished there, I was a project engineer in facilities. And I met this guy. I won't name him, uh, but he owns an engineering firm, and I did all, we did all our work through him. And uh, if if he ever listens to this, he'll smile because I always shill at how awesome he is because he was the only engineering firm. And I always respected it that would tell me we're wrong. Like when we had yeah. a scope, we're like, yeah, we want to do this, you know, build a facility this way. He'd be like, no, nah, that's stupid. And he'd be like, that's <laughs> stupid. You're going to do it this way or like tweak this and do this and save us money mm-hmm. and make a better project product. I mean, that's what engineering firms are that they do this. Mm-hmm. Like that's sort of mm-hmm. what they're hired to do. But like you also billable hours or like, you know how they make money and i had three firms at the time i was i had to work with like on different projects some pipeline stuff was a different firm you know surface facilities Mm. uh for pad wells was this his firm so i worked with a few different engineering firms and i knew who was milking us and i would always be like i don't want to use them on future projects and my boss is like no you got to use them you know the bureaucracy right like yeah i could not get them to see like these guys are clearly Mm -hmm. like milking us right now look at this bill i got like on this like this is bullshit yeah compare this to like these other guys like they're they're just like cash cow and we're a big company right so like i had no say and my boss was like yeah i know i know but you know they had the contract we've always done it flow lines i'm like all right well anyway my this guy um who ended up being my partner um he always had pure integrity i thought he was really good that way um and he always had good ideas so and he's well networked like he built his own engineering firm so i was like you know when i was coming up with this like thing i was like i want to do vent gas bitcoin mining uh, and use engines that are in the field and put power like put loads on them and stuff i was like who like i couldn't i sort of penciled out how much mm-hmm. it's going to cost like s9s and just come to market i just bought my first one it was how much were they at the time how much were they yeah I bought one because I, before I do anything, like you want to test it, right? right? Like, what the yeah. fuck is this thing? Yeah. I'm allowed to swear. I guess yeah. it's too late. Yeah. No, no it's okay. No, you can fucking tell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I bought an S9. It was like batch 10 or like batch, mm-hmm. you know, no whatever. kidding. Wow, it was early batch. They did yeah. batches back then. Yeah. And you have to buy in on the batch. Yeah. And I got an early batch. It was like November 2016 that it arrived. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was mining Bitcoin on a little USB stick before that because I'm like, I have to figure this out. Yeah. I'm going to build a business. Um, 
so I had done that and I penciled out, you know, okay, I need a Jenny. I need like just a common Jenny that we use up in this mm -hmm. area, like a little V8. Uh, I need a, uh, I need a building. I need a C can, you know, I need all this and I need these computers with quite a bit of money. Mm -hmm. I think my first build, not including my own time was probably, I think it cost me like a hundred and the 20 130,000 wow. Canadian cuck bucks though so yeah. it's, <laughs> it's like you know like what is that like 80 US like 60 US yeah. or something yeah 80 probably but still a lot of money yeah. and I didn't really have it all so uh that's including the bear SMS, in mind so. I had just quit my job so I had no income so man see i love these stories dude that's like the entrepreneur stuff people don't yeah. understand it dude like i, quit, I, I, was I quit my job too. for like because I, I never really got to that i, I was just spoken about this before but i quit my job because that company wouldn't mm -hmm. sell anything i was inventing right right, right so i'm like fuck this i'll go do it on my own and that's what my idea was i was going to work for service companies that actually build this stuff and i'll be like i'll work for you and right. i'll patent stuff for you and you'll pay me or i'll be like a contractor mm -hmm. and actually it took me a full year to get a contract but i did and uh still working with that company just mm -hmm. a little bit on the side um but I quit my job. I had no income. And I'm like, well, I do need a partner. Like, mm -hmm. I can't just go out on this all, all myself. And the reason I really wanted a partner was because I want someone with a network. Because I was a cubicle mm -hmm. monkey. Oh, and okay, yeah. you don't get a lot of network experience, like, meeting people. Right. I did. I, I met a lot of guys, like, so I like to go out and drink. And yeah. it's fun in, <laughs> in the oil town. But, like, I didn't know any actual other producers because I was at a producer. And my, my customers were going to be oil companies. Mm -hmm. So... I needed someone and I went to him. Uh, like I said, he was the right kind of mind mindset. And I just like, dude, you know, have you heard about Bitcoin? <laughs> like, he's like, have you, heard, have you heard the good word about Bitcoin? <laughs> you know, have you heard about Satoshi's vision? So I was it's I me was, every time I get a few drinks. Yeah. The <laughs> I went to him like, man, my kids like, are so tired of hearing me talk about it too. Yeah. I just remember going and explaining it to him. I was like, man, we could probably monetize gas like on these vent applications mm -hmm. and, use this engine surplus power and stuff me the cool thing about him is like he know, didn't know shit about bitcoin but he, yeah. he we worked enough together he's like you know what let's look at this and i explained it all to him he thought it over and i was like i need about you know x you know i, I don't know what i budgeted at the time it came in to be like 120 130 grand mm -hmm. build it all and uh, i'm sure i got milked by every supplier <laughs> yeah. like even the c can like they i probably paid double like was it know? basically like a hash like an eight by eight what was it yeah i showed it last night it was a it was an eight by 20 25 oh, really? okay. yeah, yeah. with a gen set mm -hmm. in the double door side fans on the opposite side and it sucked mm -hmm. i had it so it, the engine heat would go through the building to preheat the miners in the winter oh dude see that that's advanced man the heat recaptures <laughs> yeah. a, a deal already, but because yeah. everybody, there's not a cold, lot. Of, I was really worried about the cold. Yeah, and I didn't know what would happen. I was worried about all kinds of things because mm -hmm. there's no data for me to yeah. sift through. Like I just like, well, what happens if it's cold and there's condensation? Like, would the condensation in the building, like you mm -hmm. know, pool up and and sort of drip right. and stuff, mm -hmm. which you can can happen. It wouldn't happen in a yeah. I haven't really. Dry. I always think about like the. The, the containers getting too hot right because you, you think about it in like the context of like where we live right in texas but like they, do well they, do they, I, they, we are in northern canada do they thrive <laughs> do they thrive in the cold or do they like there's another set of issues from my experience but mm -hmm. yeah you, what do you well there's all kinds of issues but uh what i was worried about at the time because i spent a lot of time penciling out ideas yeah, like mm -hmm. be like ah, this, you know and like looking at what other people are doing with sea cans 
I was I wasn't worried about when it's running. I was worried about when it's not running, mm. and it's sitting out there in that weird condition mm. where because you always got to be thinking about the worst case, right? Yeah. And uh, I was trying to think about the worst case. So what I did was I thought condensation could be an issue, and it might like drip on computers and fry them. Yeah. Right. Now after you know after I built my mm. first one, I found out right away it's not a problem. But what I did was I paid a guy to come spray foam the whole building, and that's why it's mm. that was it's probably hideous. What? It's like it's like puke green on yeah. the side. <laughs> It just, but you know, how much he charged you like two grand for that or something? Yeah, yeah. He, I ended up doing a cash deal. Yeah, I was trying yeah. to get everyone to do like you know, under the table deals, mm -hmm. like you know, cash deal, whatever, like yeah. you know, save on tax. You know, there's one grand in a reach round, yeah, 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 <laughs> whatever I had to do because it was my piggy bank. Like, yeah. I also didn't have a lot of savings. I was like, but I gotta give it a shot. Mm -hmm. I also knew, like, you know, don't get me wrong, like, I knew that should I fail, I'm pretty, uh, hireable i was like right. someone's just gonna hire me like yeah. i'll just go work for an oil company that, that doesn't negate the freaking you're yeah. putting your balls on the table type of deal for that dude that's still it, but it's, it's a lot of money, money. right, right. Like, yeah. and I, it's something that's fun and i knew yeah. that like it's either gonna work or it's not gonna work and i flop i'm gonna go end up working for another oil company or service company right. like x amount of time later it doesn't fucking matter yeah like i, right. I never had that worry yeah so most people don't think that way they're like oh my god it's all over like dude, but I'm really honestly like, that's I, also yeah. what i like about this stuff too is like i feel like everybody joel you i mean marty tom all these dudes are like everybody is brave and willing yeah. to go do this stuff because it's like man number one i say this all the time we're all gonna die you might as well go try to do something and and make it yours and it's a timing thing you know yeah like i i knew that uh my current wife who was mm -hmm. dating at the time yeah i knew that i wanted to be like with her and have a family and you know i was like if i don't do this now like you're gonna I'm be not 40 gonna be, years I'm old and try to do it and i wouldn't if sucks. i i have a little baby now yeah. i wouldn't if i if you put me back five six years mm -hmm. ago probably wouldn't do it because right. uh, i wouldn't build a risk the income loss yeah um, you know i didn't have i did actually have a house at the time but i was renting out every room mm. so like i wasn't my mortgage was mostly covered at the time we were in the oil downturn yeah. but i still had enough to basically cover the most of the mortgage yeah. i was like a slumlord everyone yeah. just made fun of me <laughs> but that was the mentality i had like yeah. i moved to this town from uh from newfoundland which doesn't have a huge economy and the and oil field was booming in 2011. Mm. I was renting out closets. I rented out a closet literally for like $700 a month. Are you serious? What? Like a, like it's five or six foot wide. Yeah. What happened was I overbooked your house, my house. <laughs> I, I forgot that I committed to someone and they were coming the next month. Yeah. And you're like, you get the closet. Yeah. And I straight up said, well, I'm gonna cut your rate. Yeah. I had the master and I had four other bedrooms. I bought the house to be a rental. And I'm like, I'm going to make some money. You know, I'm going to pay for my mm -hmm. house while I'm in this town. And I didn't think I'd be in town very long. I thought it was just transient. I moved to Calgary and become yeah. a big dog at, in corporate. And uh, like everyone did, like yeah. all my peers did. And most of them tried to do. They, they all came and left, whereas I came and stayed in town. Because I'm like, this town is actually where all the opportunity is. So I stayed. But yeah, I got the house, uh, rented out every room, overbooked it a couple times. <laughs> made, But like everybody was desperate for a room, man. Like yeah. oil field was booming. Mm -hmm. So you know i didn't even discount it I just yeah. took, it was like here's yeah, your room crazy. i made him a room yeah. in the closet and gave him a light <laughs> hey man like it's business <laughs> well, you had a door and a light dude <laughs> people make fun of me all that's the time, pretty much but. the size of like a hotel room in san francisco or new york so yeah yeah it's true yeah it's true yeah that that is awesome um i think that uh you are probably the most well-known dude 
in off-grid mining at this point. But you guys don't actually like self-mine well, as a company, a right? Professional Twitter troll. So I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want self-mine. Yeah, yeah. How much do you do you guys self-mine? Not and a actually, lot. we should have had you probably do this. Like for people that don't know what who Upstream Data is, like how would you describe your company? And then I want to know how much if you guys self-mine, how much you. Uh, I usually say we're an oil and gas service company. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also would call us a Bitcoin mining infrastructure company. Okay, yeah. Like we have, I do things that are oil field, not related to Bitcoin now. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we just started a machine shop. And that's for supporting our Bitcoin mining stuff, but also yeah. supporting the oil field, right? Okay. Like, but so the biggest growth in that, if if we can make that a success, like the machines mm-hmm. are coming in in February. Mm-hmm. It's a head shop. Okay. So it's a bunch of Rottler machines to machine mm-hmm. engine heads. Mm-hmm. But I did that to support our engines because, you know, right now there's a huge supply issue with like good quality engine rebuilding. Mm-hmm. And I know that we would like to offer that service and also we improve our own quality, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can improve our own service. But that's, you know, I invested in that in the company, not because I'm like, oh, I need this only for Bitcoin mining. I actually just think the market needs it more in the area because all the people that used to do it are gone. Like they're bankrupt or they sold out and the machines are gone and no one's doing it. So like we, I say we're an oil field service business because that's actually what my Mm -hmm. background is, is oil field. So I just see Bitcoin mining as one aspect. Yeah. And we do buildings. We do, we now build engines where we might, I'm sort of still stewing on this, like do hydraulic skids, mm-hmm. so non-electric, like yeah. hydraulic pumping units. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what the local market is still doing. <clears throat> so we might serve that market. Um, and then Bitcoin will be one wedge mm-hmm. in the whole thing. But <clears throat> Bitcoin side, we like evolved into beyond just oil field too. Yeah. Like we do, oil field is still our bread and butter. I think that's where all of the growth the big growth is going to be. I do too. Yeah. I I think it's still oil field. And, you know, my focus with my team is we want to build a great product and try to keep Mm. improving it. And hopefully I want to build a product that's just one, like all weather, one size fits all modular, you know, uh, there's all kinds of aspects to building these things Mm. that you want to optimize. Yeah. And so like, that's what we focus on. Um, But we ended up doing grid mines. Like we have a great customer in North Dakota that's, supported us on doing our first build outs there mm-hmm. um we learned a lot along the way there like yeah we made some mistakes in the first deployments we try to implement fixes mm-hmm. and uh upgrades to all the, the future ones and so it's been a process of constant iteration and that's actually what i showed on on stage yeah. last night some of the pictures of how the product was mm-hmm. and how like all the things we've tried because we've actually probably developed more weird one-offs like anybody <laughs> yeah um, and then we got into like home mining, uh, that market was really hot and people told me online they wanted home mining yeah. solutions. Black box, right? Yeah. Black yeah. box, uh, which was actually an oil field product. Like really? Was, yeah. We build them for oil field. Really? What was the thought process? Well, there? I wanted to build uh so we've always done little engines, mm. um, and they have their niche, like little engines, like in our area, they're, they're very much needed for a mm. little vent. But in any of the big stuff, like if you're talking about like, you know, uh, like a fracked like pad, like the volumes are way too big. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But for all the little engines that are in the field, like we wanted to build a little thing, a little product you can park next to it and Mm -hmm. just take excess power Mm -hmm. off the engines running the well pads or the well site or the well. Like we have a lot of single wells with single engines in Canada. 
So I wanted to build something for that. And the original one was a C-can and I made this little cube. And then the black box was actually an iteration on the cube. Mm -hmm. I wanted a dumb box that had no fans that just natively the air would flow yeah. through it and like have other features. Yeah. So I came up with that and then I was like, this is actually good for small. Like I can mm -hmm. make this a really tiny mm -hmm. for home mining. And yeah. I asked the internet if you want me to design a home mining box and they loved it. It was the biggest poll I ever put out. Really? Yeah. It was like, <laughs> it hit the peak of the, of the bull market. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was talking about home yeah. mining and, and like, I just tweeted it one day while I was driving mm -hmm. and I was like, fuck, this blew up. Like yeah. it, was, it was huge. <laughs> and polls don't usually blow up. Like right. you get like right. a lot of votes, but it was like, it was like an amount of likes and votes. I was like, holy fuck, like yeah. this, there's a market here. So yeah. I immediately finished the design. I had it on mm -hmm. like a napkin basically. It was on like a, <laughs> it was on a box of, I posted the picture of the design actually right after. I just designed the, the airflow path, put it on a box and uh, it was on a food box. And then I went and sent it to my lead fabricator. I was like, I want this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. We just worked on the actual design and got her done. Built a prototype. I showed that last night. And uh, yeah, it just was a big thing. For Dude, the, that freaking cool. And I think it's still selling I mean, well. You, which you is sent surprising. us one. That's what I was going to ask you. We had one in Empower that you sent yeah. us. I mean, Colin's got yeah. it at his house with the minor plug and yeah. everything. So appreciate that. Oh, yeah, no problem. I mean, you guys help us promote it for you know, I gave you a box and yeah. you showed it. That's that's what we did that to a few like content people. So I appreciate that. But it's still selling well right now, even though yeah, we're like uh, surprisingly, yeah. it's just it's just it's just steady sales. Mm -hmm. It's not a lot. Yeah, but, like it's like every week there's a few more sales. Yeah, the little one or the big one. Yeah, so we build an eight foot one. Can you put any machine in it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything that's mm -hmm. not like really funky, but like right. any Bitmain machine, any yeah. Watts Miner machine. Mm -hmm. It works on passive cooling. So there are some trade offs, but so far, like even our Texas customers, like as long as they, you know, seal the gaps, mm -hmm. it, it seemed to it's work fine. just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that is, uh, well, it's a good product. But when you mentioned being a service company, um, that is actually, we've, we've talked about that a lot. We talked about that last show too, is that, I think that there's going to come a time very soon where I say very soon, it's all relative, I guess, but to me, it's very soon. I think where service companies will get into the space and use this as yeah. almost a way to handle like flare during drilling or flare, yeah. you yeah. know, on IP. Or that was something. your question to Joel. And right. you asked him like, how long do you think it's going to be? I think he said right. like four or five years. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. The time What's your thought? I'm just that? trying to be that company. I, like, well, that's why, what I'm, I'm not going to wait yeah. for anyone. Yeah. I'm going to go do it. And then I'm going to do all this other things they're yeah. currently doing. Yeah. So you're building leveraging. an oil and gas service company. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, my, my passion personally is mm -hmm. like, I love when I was in production, there's no better feel. I love that job because mm -hmm. all of our, all my peers and they all became really good friends. We all competed against like who could make the more oil. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's all like tangible metrics. Like yeah. you're actually investing money to restart wells, to service wells, whatever, and get more incremental oil, recomplete to different zones. Mm -hmm. And it was really competitive. And like, yeah. there's a lot of pride in like doing well. And the, I had a few years I didn't do very well. And I'd be like, fuck, like, you know, I gotta <laughs> get, be get yeah. better. And sometimes it's, you know, lucky you just have a bad area and you have nothing you can do with your money. Yeah. I loved it, though. And uh, I just developed deep interest in uh, just improving oil field. A yeah. Lot. Yeah. And there's a lot of people like that. I met a lot of people that just like me that right. love the tech mm -hmm. and just want to, like, make the tech better. And yeah. Implement it better and stuff. How well, big, big are y'all's team now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we peaked at about 50. Oh, and we're... Okay. 
basically we i did a couple layoffs we're down to like 40. okay yeah nothing major yeah uh, i had a few people decide to move on yeah um oil fields rocking right so like right. if it's not someone like on a fabrication level like on the tools a mm-hmm. uh, couple recently lost more of a higher guy mm-hmm. uh, but he he went to a really good job and yeah in uh at a college yeah so it was more like his thing and you know, uh, we're more of a volatile, like yeah, crazy yeah. company. Yeah. And I do ask a lot out of people, like, <laughs> you know, and probably don't pay people enough. <laughs> like, I, man, I don't pay myself much yeah, at all. Yeah, so yeah. you're you putting know. it back into the company. Yeah. My goal is to keep, keep doing our thing the best we can. And, mm. and the, the people that stick with me and like show the proof of work, mm. you know, like yeah. suffer. I want to see suffering. No, yeah. I, want, I actually do want the company like show us that you are loyal. Mm-hmm. And then we can actually start doing something right. really good for you. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like, has there been much of a change because the oil field is still rocking, right? But Bitcoin's down, but have you seen, has that impacted your sales to oil and gas companies for flare mitigation? Basically have, have you seen, is there much of a change in it? In totally, a bull market yeah. versus there is? Okay. Yeah. I mean, the companies that we've done, I think, a pretty good job of selling mm-hmm. Bitcoin mines to oil companies who are yeah. actually self-mining. Yeah. Um, not so much like we're just buying their gas. And right. Like have a Bitcoin miner there. That is our model is to sell everything to them. Yeah. And then what we do is we white glove it. Like, so we make it so easy that like they don't actually, you know, we service the equipment. Mm-hmm. Or they do, and we help them remotely, whichever mm. you know makes more sense. And then we white glove the Bitcoin, so they never yeah. touch it. Oh, really? And they just get a check in fiat every month. Really? Like U.S. dollars or I didn't know you guys did that. Yeah, but we don't. We don't do a lot of self mining. Right? Yeah, like they're mining. Yeah. My philosophy always was like, you know, who's the surf- you know any mm. any con- any relationship, business relationship, you know, an oil company and us, a service company. Mm-hmm. If we're, I always looked at it. If we're paying for fuel and taking the capital risk on everything. We're not the service company, right. they're the service company. Right, and right. we're the Bitcoin mining mm-hmm. producer. Yeah. And they're the service to us, right? And that to me doesn't make any sense because uh, mm-hmm. we're, I wanna be an oil service company. So yeah. the, the the flow of, there has to be a risk taken by them mm-hmm. and a flow of, of service to us, like we're yeah. the service to them. So mm-hmm. how's that work though? They mine and then you pay them cash equivalent? Yes. Or do you have so, a margin in there? I'll tell you exactly how it works. Okay. It, I've never been that secretive. About, oh, yeah. About no, a lot, you're not. A lot you're of what open we do. Book, yeah, I'm yeah. Really, I'm, there's some things I'll, I'll keep mm-hmm. close, but some things yeah. I've always been open about. Uh, this model is simply I sell you everything. Mm-hmm. Let's say a little hash generator. So you got a Jenny, yeah. uh, the, the enclosure with the Bitcoin mine in it, and I sell you the computers. Mm-hmm. Or you can supply your own computers. I don't really care. Like, right. or you can supply the generator, and I'll yeah. just build you the building. I don't really care. I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll just work with you any way you want. You own it all. We provide uh, basically tech services behind it, and remote and or on site support. Mm-hmm. But I'm billing you if I'm going on site. Right, right. Just like any service company mm-hmm. would. Yeah. Um, and then when you're mining Bitcoin, most of these oil companies, uh, there's a few that are now public, like Rife Resources publicly known yeah, yeah. customer like rife resources crew energy a few other ones crew sold it all to another company they sold off all their oil mm-hmm. assets and with that that property but they would basically mine bitcoin into a wallet we control mm. and they get full view access on their hash yeah. rate so they can always audit you know that was important right. like i said we're going to handle this for you and if you think i'm scamming you like it was never asked right. like, are you scamming us but it was like you have full audit access mm-hmm. you can your engineers can come in and look and make sure that we're not 
taking hash rate off yeah, or anything because right. we're clearly not we're just doing it as a way to wipe like mm -hmm. make it an easy decision right, for the right. oil company so they didn't have to handle all that because yeah. that's really the, the hookup is that it is that's yeah. the problem they have yeah but even most companies don't want to do that right like most really so well most oil companies don't even want to take that risk on mm -hmm. the bitcoin mine oh yeah they just want to sell gas yeah yeah, they just want to. They'll take risk. Like yeah. they'll buy a gen set, and we'll do a deal with them on power, mm -hmm. which is something we're doing now. Um, when my team's at Nape next week, we're basically rolling out a different option where they buy all the equipment except mm -hmm. for the computers, and we supply the computers and pay them for power. Okay, okay. Yeah. So they call it like a distributed power purchase. Mm -hmm. yeah. That that's. I think that's a really good idea. That is. I know. I got a freaking. We've done I it before. I gotta listen to him more, dude. <laughs> We've done it before, um, but like this is the first time we're willing to scale it. Yeah. And really, it's because I'm. Uh, I think the product's where it needs to be, uh, where like we can scale it, and like mm. we're comfortable with all the remote support and on-site support. Has your pitch changed a lot from when you first got going to now? Uh, yeah. When you talk to oil and gas <laughs> yeah. companies. Yeah, what happened at the start, which was me being a bad salesman, <laughs> like I am an engineer at heart. Like I honestly, <laughs> the last thing I want is to follow up with you after yeah. I sell you something or like yeah. even weed into a sale. I just don't care. Like I just want to build stuff. <laughs> yeah. So like I'm not a salesman. You engineers are so different, dude. They're, you guys are you guys are so different than like me. You know, I, I'm I'm like so funny story. The reason that we have all this liquor in here in the first place is because we talk to engineers <laughs> daily on podcasts, and if yeah. I'll ask them a question, they'll be like, yes. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, right, like, let's pause. Right, let's loosen you let's up. Let's go over man. here real let's quick. Loosen you up. <laughs> they don't go any further. True. Right? Yeah. yeah. I've been on enough pods to try yeah. to like just be reasonable, <laughs> reasonably entertaining. Oh, man. <laughs> it's hilarious. Sorry, though. Go ahead. My well, mind. I'm not a natively sales yeah. guy. I don't like, I don't want to overhype anything. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't have that. I just want to talk business on what you're getting and yeah. what it is. And, you know, um, it's a lucky i'm good i have i'm happy i have a sales team yeah. who can hype things and like get the deals done but dude you do a good job of freaking selling i've learned to be yeah. more of a sales guy yeah. like i had to learn some tricks but you, like, you do a good job because you don't feel like a sales guy yeah you know i, I mean? don't that, really those are the good sales guy where you, you don't even you should realize never, yeah if you're good at sales you should never feel like sales you should never right, just, you're helping you're just guiding yeah, somebody right. through a journey they have a problem and you're helping them solve it i'll jump on the yeah. sales calls if a guy wants some technical mm -hmm. or wants to talk to me because he heard yeah like me speak on a podcast or something yeah like i'll join it but dude there might be like another 10 people might might listen I, to hit us up <laughs> hit us up upstream data <laughs> Ken, kenny is calling me maybe it's marshall Nancy. I hope it is. I hope it is, Marshall. OGBTC. <laughs> did you see him get his retweet by Elon Musk or whatever? Oh, did he? Yeah, and he got like six hundred thousand likes on one of his tweets or something. It's now his claim to fame. Everything else he yeah. did in his life now doesn't. Oh, yeah, it's like it's all about this reason. Yeah, this was like I don't know, maybe two months ago or something. And oh, now he thinks he's such a. Star oh yeah, man. dude. He was like so happy when he came in here, and he's like, you know, he he's kind of like he's always like real down. He's like real. He talks shit a lot, you know. Yeah, just kind of well, like, like that. Yeah, I do yeah. too. I like it a lot. But he came in here, he's all like happy and guns well, blazing. Well, he called me up on your, at your Empower conference mm -hmm. last year. Awesome conference, by the way. Thank you got to chill that. You got to go to Empower people. Yeah, go to this year. Option is going to be there. Um, <laughs> you get sponsored stuff too, right? We're doing uh, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bring out some equipment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nice. You'll good. see some iron, some real iron. Oh, some really? Yeah, some of the new stuff. Nice, good. It'd be awesome. Yeah, didn't he like call you? Even the Texas Mega Miners should go look. You're gonna like it. What's that? Didn't he? Yeah, he called me out. I was just listening to them, and I'm like, yeah, this is this is a good talk. And he's like, yeah, where's Barber? 
there he is. Like, you hate immersion. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't. Like, why does everyone keep saying that? But then he pulled me on stage and then I had to have a debate on immersion. Yeah. And, I thought yeah. it was hilarious. I loved it. It was fun. He's just that guy, right? Like, yeah. he doesn't mind. Yeah, he doesn't. He's, He's a good pot. dude. He's I'll have funny. to find that tweet. What was the tweet about? Uh, it was It was just a, he said he found it on Reddit and he just tweeted something about the video. It was like this dude doing like a interactive art exhibit. So he's like walking up these stairs and falling off and it has something to do with like. He falls on the six oh, the the yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Oh, he's the one that made that blow he made up? It, yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Like, I know, I did pretty... too. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." I didn't think it'd go, go like yeah. viral like that. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, Marshall's very—he was very excited about it. My only viral tweet was just a picture of the uh, the new USPS trucks. I mean, I said it looks like a Pixar truck. I mean, it was like the dumbest tweet ever. Re- what and qualifies as a viral tweet, though? Like what? what... It was the—it was my biggest tweet ever. It was oh, like, really? Yeah, yeah, like by like a magnitude of like five thousand. I'm so bad at Twitter, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm the worst at it. I like can't. I can't make myself be consistent. I've I deleted it off my phone, so I only get on. Like, yeah, I hardly ever get on. I'm in. Why? Because you're I, uh, watching I pop, too much. Like I going pop on in it too and much. I pop out. Yeah. So I came up with this rule. I've done that too. I came yeah. with this rule for social media, just because, like, my whole life, like, my whole work is social media. So my personal side, I've tried to like create some boundaries for myself to where, if there's something on my phone and I feel fifty-one percent a negative feeling versus a positive feeling, oh, yeah, dude. I started either to delete it or unfollow it. Right. And True, so I did that with idea. all of my accounts. And so I started realizing with with Twitter, it was just giving me anxiety. Like I'm a very anxious person naturally. Me too, man. And I was just like constant feed of just negative information. And I was just like, yo, this yeah. is not healthy. So I was like, I'm gonna delete it and see. Same with Facebook, deleted yeah. that too. And so and then with the accounts that I follow on, say Instagram or whatever, if it's not Yeah. Even if it's somebody like from a past life that I like maybe even grew up with and I think 51% negative, I'm like, unfollow. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just because I'm so focused on like my own kind of like mental health and well-being. That, that, that yeah. is, I, that's I why care. Leachman's done so well. And like, like he's a little influencer now we're saying, you know. It's he's, all feel good stuff. Yeah. It's man. all like, oh, my yeah. kids are great. And my I look at all the deer I shot. And like, you know, all the like Wyoming commercial, like yeah. Wyoming Pottery Barn commercial. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. I mean, they say you're, you're it's ridiculous. You're a combination of like the five people you spend your most time with, which is true. But it's also like you're kind of a combination of like the kind of information that you consume. Oh, a hundred percent. And so it's like, ah, it's not who I want to. Man, be. what you put yeah. in is what you get yeah. out. Exactly. Right? I deleted Twitter off my phone a lot and then reinstalled it. Yeah, and deleted it. <laughs> yeah, you got a good Twitter though, too, man. Well, I'm. I I think I think you're right in that. Like sometimes, like. uh and someone was talking about like a lot of the social media mm. ends up tending towards a negative because yeah. it's outrage, right? Yeah. You know, it's all engagement stuff. and outrage. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I, I have to consciously sometimes tone down like mm. the negativity because, like, <laughs> you know, you see shit and it's like, man, this stuff is so, you know, like usually it's mining, Bitcoin related, and uh, the warping and the stuff yeah. that just sets you off. And oh, like, no, I can't gosh. tweet about that because yeah. it's just like it's just not good for anybody, yeah, including yeah. yourself. And I mean, the problem I have too is like telegram is a big thing that's big, consumes a lot of my time because i have my i have some of my company stuff on there i have like these groups that like i'm in that people are adding me all the time mm-hmm. I'm like fuck i gotta delete all this stuff yeah. like, that was another thing was like, i turn my notifications off on telegram because it's just yeah. it gets so ridiculous yeah. man and i sleep with a headphone in my ear and dude, when I, it starts Wait, telling me what? like ah, dude i i can't sleep i sleep well, so air, light you got, a, you got like an airpod in yes Listening to like podcasts, a, a bunch of Alan Watts and Ron Dawson. Are you just like taking like calls <laughs> or what? Alan Watts, yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, I'm a big Alan Watts guy. Philosophy. I, 
I was going to say you're a philosophizer. I love listeners do talk about this stuff because <laughs> well, Alan Watts blew my mind the first time I heard. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. he's incredible. I don't even know who this is. You don't know who Alan Watts is? Oh my gosh, dude, I'm a yeah, we're gonna so, we're gonna so talk a lot. It's been a while since I listened to him. He talks a lot about like the meaning of life. Doesn't oh yeah, he? like yeah. all all the things and like spirituality, spirituality. Taoism, yeah. Tao, you know, like everything. Yeah, and I'm coming up on a midlife crisis, so like I should probably. <laughs> we're, you know what? <laughs> I should I've, probably. Get I've told this. you we're gonna go a little. I don't care. I'm a little bit of a psycho, not a little bit. So like we're gonna we're gonna. I'm gonna fix you up, buddy. We're gonna go have a chat up in Wyoming in the mountains with Ryan. It'll be good. Uh, Alan Watts on Ryan's coverage. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love Alan Watts. I mean, I listen to him almost every night. I'm gonna put you on uh, yeah, Alan Watts. Yeah, yeah. I might I need, try I need that. Some of that. Yeah, yeah. But the Telegram alerts they like wake me up all the time, and so I, I learned just, to like, put my phone off. way yeah. away from my yeah. through COVID. Man, was actually when I struggled because mm-hmm. like everything was so bullshit. Like. Um, you know, well, and I'm in Canada too. Hey, so like you're in Texas. Yeah. So you guys have a little. You had it a yeah. little bit better uh, than than even other states, right? Yeah. With the lockdowns and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But between the lockdowns, pissed me off, and like mm-hmm. what the government was doing, pissed me off. I couldn't tell from your Twitter that that was no, the case. I thought you were a big supporter of all that. <laughs> yeah, stuff. right. Yeah, my Twitter just became an, like a complete like you know. Yeah. I went pretty serious into the anti-vaxxing and stuff. <laughs> Justin Castro. Well, yeah. well, it's funny now all the information that's coming out about it. Oh yeah, right? I mean, oh, yeah. so it's like oh, wait, 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 wait. There's mm-hmm. nothing. It's the the eggs are the problem. Yeah. That's it's the <laughs> eggs, now. man. That's yeah. the problem. It's the eggs. It's now, eggs. eggs and I don't know how much truth there is to this, but it's also something about the food pyramid deal and Lucky Charms were more healthy for you than oh, uh, steak. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, come on. I don't oh. know if it's true. I don't want to like spread false information. But BT Dubs, did you see? The, did you see the the guy from Pfizer talking about how they were mutating COVID so that they could they would be mutated and then they would have a vaccine ready for it? Mm-hmm. Was that under the body cam? I didn't thing? see yeah, that. I saw that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's wild. I didn't see it. I mm-hmm. want to do some googling. Some, oh, yeah. I got off Twitter. It'll just piss you off, man. Don't really? <laughs> it's it's more than fifty. It's like every. It's like everybody, really? everything. Everybody. Everything that everybody said was like a conspiracy theory turns out to be one hundred percent true. Right. It sounds yeah. every single yeah. thing about COVID didn't be true, which is crazy because of how many people got castigated over it. You oh know yeah. What I mean, and and called. I mean, Rogan, like yeah. people like that, where it's like, look, they're. And you know who I first heard on Rogan was uh, Ostinoff or Ostin, what, what the guy from Minneapolis from University of Minnesota, and I mean he was. You know, he's like Biden's head of like COVID or whatever. I don't know what his title is, but, uh, you know, I heard him on Rogan and he was like, Rogan's done a good job of being very like just putting people on to like, let them talk about their side. And he ends up getting attacked because he's got a position. We're in America, dude. This is like, you're supposed to be able to have your. If anywhere can have these conversations, it should be. It should be here. And yeah, you know, he's built a great platform too. I mean, he has on. He's had on people on on both opposing sides of mm-hmm. the oil and gas debate, right? You know what I mean. Yeah. And so he hears them out and has thoughtful questions. And yeah, we need more of that. We need more oil content on Joe Rogan. We do. We do. Yeah. Actually, we're, 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 we're trying to get on there somehow. Yeah. We, don't, we don't know how, but we're pro oil, pro coal. Yeah, an energy conversation. Yeah, like in the reality, I am hearing more and more lately about the. And I call it hypocrisy. I mean, I don't want to call it that because I would rather everybody have a conversation about it. I'm I'm big on like communication between opposing sides. Um, but I've heard more and more people pointing out like the issues with the hypocrisy of something that's green or clean versus mm-hmm. oil and gas being dirty. 
I yeah. feel like there is more conversation, which high energy prices lead to a breakdown yeah. on the ESG narrative, in my opinion. Well, speaking of Joe Rogan, I mean, mm-hmm. did you guys see the Cobalt episode? Mm-hmm. I, well, I yeah, Cobalt I being, clips from it. Yeah. I mean, Cobalt is essential for anything that's rechargeable on the battery side, right? Right. So you look at current demand for EVs, uh, iPhones, mm-hmm. apps, laptops, you name it. It's yeah. like we're at like peak demand for those kinds of things. And the only way that you can get those is like in these strip mines in like the Congo and Kenya. The ladies sweat run around. Yeah, sweatshops. Yeah, yeah. sweatshops. Yeah, it it's like okay. probably worse than a sweatshop. It definitely is. It definitely you know is worse than, a, yeah. than like the classic Nike shoe mm-hmm. sweatshop. It's right, worse right. than that. And but it's cool now. It's like doesn't so matter. weird. It's like <laughs> doesn't matter. It's clean. It's yeah, it's clean, man. It's clean batteries. It's bro. like almost like yeah. with like you're looking at like half cycle economics. You're not really full in the, like the full life cycle of something, like what it takes to actually create something. Right? But they do, they have scope scopes on like emissions, right? Yeah. You have scope one, scope two, scope three. Um, but when it comes to that, it's like, why, why are we not treating it the same way? Why don't you yeah. look at that? Where is this you coming you from? Have kids dying in right. mines for cobalt. Mm-hmm. Recently, uh, Pierre shared, uh, brought to my attention at least a meme. He's like, you know, same same thing. Like they have double standards, yeah. And you know, EVs are clean, electric vehicles are clean, but big and because they produce mm-hmm. no CO two, right? Right. Solar panels are clean because they don't produce CO two. Well, Bitcoin mining machines produce no CO two, but they're dirty, right? Like, how how does an EV and a and a Bitcoin mine? Why does a Bitcoin mining machine get called dirty when all it does is make heat and turns electricity into heat? That's what. <laughs> Well, that's, and that's what EVs are doing. Right. Electricity into motion and heat. I I, I don't know. Like, no, it doesn't make it's any nonsense. sense. It's, it's hypocrisy. Just all nonsense. It, yeah. it just really is. And But did you hear the good news? What? Did you hear the good news about carbon dioxide? No. I, the, uh. the news that it it's, like, good for trees and stuff. You well, know, I knew that. that. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's super. I thought they taught that, uh, us that in, like, fourth grade. Yeah. I also, remember that. It's, it's news now, though. Yeah. Like, that's dude, crazy. Like, that's headline news right there. <laughs> it's a big deal, man. I just heard. Like it's good for. We trees. should all start emitting more. And and apparently, uh, forests are getting like bigger. And that's yeah, that's a good news. thing. Right? Did y'all hear pretty about? Okay, and wasn't this like one of the whole? I don't know if this is like the whole thing about um, kind of global warming, but the or climate change. But you know, back in the day, it was always about the atmosphere, right? It was like all mm. these holes in the atmosphere. Right. And then another article came out saying the atmosphere is healing itself. And I was like, wait a second, you're telling me that this shit's self-correcting and it's healing. Dude, that's like and, and, you're gonna give me this whole like consciousness <laughs> discussion. I'm gonna start really going to Alan Watts on you, dude. But, but yeah, I I saw that too, and I'm like, I believe that's how things work. The Earth, number one, Mother Nature's going to take care of herself, and yeah. we're not killing them. We're going to end up killing ourselves if anything. That would be what would happen. Mm-hmm. The Earth will go on, and it will take care of itself. It'll heal itself, and. We're such a small snippet in time. You know what I mean? Like, really are. We put so we much. Are, we are, it is a fact that we're at the lowest CO2 levels in like the Earth's history, like known history. Uh, it is a fact that CO2 is actually good for trees. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. It, you know, it's a greenhouse gas. And turns mm-hmm. out if you have more of that, it's better for the greenhouse effect, <laughs> which is more trees. <laughs> yeah. So that's a fact. Even NASA admits that. I love, I love Jordan Peterson's comments about mm-hmm. climate change. He said it's like the most complex. It's the most complex equation that you can possibly ever imagine. We have no models, no computers, mm-hmm. no nothing that can take into account every single variable that you would need to take into account to accurately forecast what it would actually take right. to get to a certain thing. And so, 
I think it's, it's yeah, it's it, it can be noble to work towards certain things sure. and like with things that we maybe contribute towards, but having any sort of projections of like when we need to get there and by what kind of margin. Is it's a like, complete it's guess. Total, yeah, it's a fucking crapshoot. It goes back to like what you were saying too about like people in the oil and gas space being very conservative and, and uh, conscientious about like the environment. Yeah, It's the same with like, uh, I can't remember where I heard it. It might've actually been a Rogan, but talking about like people that hunt fish, all that, like most of the time, obviously you're going to associate them with people on the right. Um, in myself, I know we are extremely, extremely environmentally conscious. Like I want clean water. I want clean air. I want well, like healthy populations of deer, healthy populations of antelope, healthy populations of any animal out there. It's better for what I enjoy on a day-to-day basis. So it's like the, they paint pictures of like what each side are. And the reality is, is we're, we're the farthest thing from people who are anti-environment or anti, anti-clean it's so funny everybody tells so wanting to be healthy and stuff, but then like you look at like what the food industry is done oh to us. Gosh, you dude. see those images of like the seventies and it's like a beach in the seventies versus a beach today. Yes, I saw that. And yeah. you're just like, Jesus Christ. How do we get so is, fat? What Let's happened to us? You know? The seed oil. The seed oil. Yes, all the seed oil. Man, we're good. <laughs> do we we need to get tinfoil hats in here. I know, right? dude. <laughs> Well, we it's went all, off the deep end on this episode. They make it seem like it's all conspiracies. I knew if we yeah. had Steve on that, we would. Because <laughs> what do you what do you think about the energy transition off oil and gas, guys? I think your audience is nowhere, nowhere, I, no, not in my lifetime. I think actually, honestly, I said this the first time I ever came on one of your guys' podcasts yeah. is that I actually think Bitcoin mining is the bridge to a renewable future. Like because honestly, Bitcoin mining is what's going to drive more. Uh, renewable projects by getting online because you actually have an in buyer for the right off the bat. Yeah, like I, yeah. I do believe in that. I, I don't know. Are you on that side of the camp with it, or are you? I know you got uh, your own position. You got very unique on positions that. on this stuff. I yeah. have an opinion on it. I don't know if it's unique, but yeah, um, uh, that is the narrative that like Bitcoin mm-hmm. mining is is. Now you say, I think what you said I'd agree with. Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's good for. Um, say a renewable it's yeah. not bad for a renewable right. project you can't say it's bad for it so i'd say it's good for it. mm-hmm. but the problem i i've always said is like a bitcoin mine is a load okay right. it's not a battery mm-hmm. problem with uh and you know that meme was a thing for many years like bitcoin's <laughs> right. a battery right bitcoin's yeah. a digital battery you know it's not no it just, it's not. It you're totally right totally turns it destroys yeah. energy and turns it yeah. into a proof yeah. of work mm-hmm. it's not battery it, it just makes heat but what the problem with uh you know, as like Epstein, Alex Epstein says, mm-hmm. unreliable power, like yeah. wind and solar panels and the like, is that what they actually need to make them like the true thing that in mm-hmm. any anyone in the energy industry knows, the thing that would make them, you know, really useful to us all is storage, energy right. storage. Yeah. Bitcoin mining. Long, long duration energy storage. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the yeah. point of building these things is to create energy. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's not to sink it into a Bitcoin mine. Yeah. Right. Bitcoin mine does monetize the surplus, mm-hmm. you know, the excess. So you you build a solar plant and yeah. or say a wind plant, solar is more like predictable. So you can like correlate it with like heating needs in yeah. Texas, like cooling needs. But like wind turbines firm, you know, all of a sudden West Texas they produce excess, but you don't need it. Well, yeah, the Bitcoin mine mm-hmm. can spool up and, and monetize that. That is yeah. a good thing. Right. But it doesn't fix the inherent problem of the 
of the generator right. itself. And that's right. that it's unreliable and unpredictable. Yeah. And the thing that fixes that is energy storage, because mm -hmm. the reason they were built is to get the power to the consumer, mm -hmm. which isn't the Bitcoin miner. Right. It's great that they can come in and take the excess. Mm -hmm. But if they take any of the power that's meant for the consumer, they're now competing with the consumer. Right. right? And so it's that's not a good situation. Theoretically, that's where curtailment comes into play, right? Yeah. And you send it down line so that when it's needed, you send it down line. But yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I totally agree. Like, but it'd be a better solution. For example, would be mm. less unreliable generation. Right. Bitcoin helps it, but it also helps reliable generation. Mm. So it's yeah. not like it doesn't. Bitcoin, I always Bitcoin's say, it doesn't discriminate. Right? Yeah, it's agnostic. Yeah. It doesn't care. Mm -hmm. So you you'd be better off if you actually cared about a good grid. You say in Texas, mm -hmm. which if anywhere should be doing this, it should be Texans because right. you guys are probably the most free market minded mm -hmm. business people in the US. Like that's what the way I look at you. And like instead of building all this stuff out in West Texas wind where it might be great for wind, you know, uh, there's more natural gas out there that you could probably turn it into power and send mm -hmm. this way, mm -hmm. uh, send it out east. Oh, yeah. But build reliable base loads and oversize them mm -hmm. and put a Bitcoin mining load at the power plant. Right. And when the market conditions require more demand, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the prices go up and the Bitcoin miners spool off. Right. That's it. That, and I agree. you don't need all the wind. And, mm -hmm. and I mean, I was going to sort of, I always say on energy, whenever people talk about energy transition, I say the only energy transition is American jobs to China and American mm -hmm. jobs and Canadian. I'm Canadian. Yeah. Like, I'm speaking to Americans right yeah. now. So American <laughs> jobs to overseas because yeah. that's all that's happened. Right. Instead of using American coal and being proud of your jobs you're making mm -hmm. here and the manufacturing being cheaper with cheaper energy right. base, you've you've overseeded all. It's all it's all you know. You've, Mexico, you've outsourced all, your emissions right? and you've all to make yourself feel good. Right. Yeah, and now you're yeah. importing product built by literally by Chinese rock hole like in the product right. and Chinese I'm just using China but there's other countries not mm -hmm. just China but using like Chinese coal fired power plants to to lower the cost basis of the manufacturing you've right? seen that you've seen that even localized in areas like uh, Colorado due to the regulations that they put in place to where they're not able to meet their their own uh, local demands and so they have to import in dirtier yeah. energy Mm -hmm. And they'll it do makes no it, fucking sense. even though this is supposed to be a global problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a global issue. So then why are you going to go buy it from places imported in where you're actually on a global scale creating a much bigger problem than if you're doing it here and doing it? We do. We just like oil and gas. I mean, I guarantee you we produce coal in a much cleaner manner yeah. than any other country. Yeah. The reason one of the reasons why I'm like always talking about coal now mm -hmm. is because I personally think that these weak ass ESG bullshit narratives are slowly like the gaps are there like yeah. coming in and people are like, this is nonsense. Right. When the market, uh, when we start facing high energy prices and you got mm -hmm. economic crises that are looming, that, that is when those kind of narratives break down. ESG has been a whole completely, it's completely a new thing post the financial crisis in yeah. 2008, 2009. That was when it started. And so it was a free money, loose money t time frame where people are just finding a new way to base their investments and create another value stream for boosting market caps of companies. That's what it is, mm -hmm. in my opinion. But yeah, it's a wealth reallocation scam. Right, is what it is. Right. Yeah. So, but this is when those things break down to me. Yeah. Is when you start dealing with the reality and people yeah. got to pay bills. They yeah. buy food and energy, and that's you, when it breaks down. I think so, you're starting to see that. 
Yeah, I do too. I do too. I think that's why you're seeing more of the people talk about the reality of like the production. It of still some seems of like it's a long way to go because like well, I yeah. met with a couple of oil companies today, for example, mm-hmm. and they are right on the ESG train still. Like it's yeah. it's it needs to get it needs to get way. But see, they're it, not it, feeling the hurt right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're, mm-hmm. they're still doing well. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure these are public companies, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're public companies. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, so it's, they it's have a, a, yeah. There's a whole other dynamic yeah. around that. Which is why I've, I've said for six years publicly that oil companies shouldn't be public. It shouldn't be. Yeah, I'm on board Bitcoin that, miners. You know? Bitcoin miner companies. I always make fun of the public Bitcoin miners, and I just like going public, <laughs> I call it it's fiat. Like, it doesn't, make, it doesn't make any sense. It's a great way as a founder to have a nice liquidity event and make a shitload of money. But oh, yeah. it usually is not in the best interest of the actual company. Speaking well, of, are you ever going to sell? You gonna, yeah. You ever going to sell upstream data? I've heard you talk different times. You're like, I'm not selling nothing. Uh, I would like, like listen, man. Yeah. If someone offered me something uh-huh. that I was like, yeah, I'll just move on to something yeah. else I like. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say never sell. I have a mentality though that I would mm-hmm. never sell. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not building the company to right. sell. Like, right. uh, I think that's a that's an important. Yeah, I well, agree. I think it's you can. I call it entrepreneurship. Like oh. entre, like not entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs where you're laughing <laughs> and so yeah like I, I haven't heard that one man that's a new that's one, a new one. I, yeah. made, I made it up i made it up i've been trying to make it a thing kim, so you guys can, can use it. kim can you put a definition of entrepreneurship on yeah. the screen right now please <laughs> so it's larping up right it's like the yeah. i think south park had that meme it was like startup something something like like exit bro down yeah yeah, yeah. i can't remember what it was <laughs> me and colin have that it's same. like a little like it's like anytime right? anytime when shit gets tough we're like we'll send that to each other and we're like all right four yeah. point plan here's what we need to do start up yeah bro down cash out, cash out. You, got you got it you yeah. got it you got it now listen there's not there's nothing wrong with that like really if you yeah. start a good company flip it like good for you like that's that's great yeah. um but i think a lot of entrepreneurs today or entrepreneurs today like that's really all they do it's like a cycle of like i'll start a business it's the ones that i in my head that i say are entrepreneurs like are the ones that are making fake business like you know i've met some recently like they'll 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 basically have this pie in the sky idea that has no chance of ever scaling but it's got this green usually today it's all about green energy stuff like it's like a fucking idea it's a clean tech thing and they're gonna make like you do all this like i'm just randomly like queen whiskey like okay whiskey's got a problem like it uses 20 billion dollar valuation yeah <laughs> yeah and, and they, like, what the wow fuck? green they, whiskey yeah, yeah. And, and then usually somewhere in there there's some bullshit carbon accounting that they're doing yeah. to say mm-hmm. it's green yeah. but you know they then they get to say something's green and they sell their company out to the next guy like when i when i started upstream i didn't have these ideas like of what mm-hmm. i consider like fiat mindset now because i never knew what I was only learning of the how yeah. toxic fiat money was and stuff, and <laughs> the memes weren't available yet. And I was going to the Alberta has this like clean tech, it's like clean tech conferences. Yeah. And Edmonton and Calgary would and other and Red Deer would have these little conferences and like they'd be sponsored by the government and other, mm. you know, big oil companies and other things that are putting money. And you know, I go there, I, I went to like I pitched upstream early on, real early. I'm like, you know, we we can like reduce methane emissions and like you know i did a few pitches mm-hmm. and like i didn't know what the fuck i was doing yeah. and, and like i wasn't a good pitch guy had a very unpolished presentation <laughs> but i probably had by far the best idea there right never won nothing never couldn't get anyone to be interested in what i was doing it's like but what i found though when i was doing this was uh i met the same people and i, I remember like i did one a year apart and i remember like 
these people do amazing pitch. It was amazing pitch. It was some water cleaning technology. And then the next year, they were there again. Mm-hmm. It was like the same girl doing a pitch, but it was a new company, a new thing. <laughs> and it was something else. But like both of the techs, like when I when I listened to her pitch and I was thinking as an engineer would about like what she's presenting, I'm like, there's issues with this tech that don't mm-hmm. seem to be scalable to me. But, you know, they're just running around. I call it the clean tech circuit. Like they're doing yeah. the LARP circuit yeah. where you just go from conference to conference looking for sugar daddy money. Yeah. You know, and their goal seems to be to just start it up, like LARP it up and sell it, like mm-hmm. sell it, like build a company, build a good marketing image, but no real product. Right. And then flip it to the next guy that's doing the same thing. Yeah. Who has a bit more money, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. I don't know. I, I Somebody's going to be left holding the bag, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like. I, I've hated the, <laughs> especially as you've seen it now with um, FTX recently with SBF. You've seen it with uh, Elizabeth Holmes. You've seen it with like, dude, the list goes on and oh, on. Yeah. And this like founder worship of people who most of the time haven't really built anything that was like tangible. It's just yeah. you've you've <laughs> successfully convinced some people to give you a significant amount of money at a ridiculous valuation. Ridiculous. And then people herald you as like the next Jesus. The, the, funny, like, oh. the funny thing is as soon as you actually monetize your business and you have like normal returns or like even if it's a good returns, you actually put a cap on your valuation. Like it's, yeah. as soon as you get past the point where you're commercializing, now they give you like a real business evaluation. But if it's an idea yeah. and it's like, oh, it could be huge, you get insane valuations, right? It's crazy. We were in the market uh, trying to raise and everything kind of like went to shit. And thankfully it didn't work out. We don't even need the money now. Um, but you start to see that it's like almost like if you have revenue in certain businesses, it fucks things up and it turns it turns VCs off because they are m- much more likely to invest because we've seen it. We have friends who had very basic MVP, maybe MVP mm-hmm. versions of their product with absolutely zero revenue, mm-hmm. raise a shitload of money at crazy valuations mm-hmm. versus us who had good amount of revenue. And we yeah. they were like, nah, this doesn't make sense. Well, if you go on, if you go on the There's LARP, no dude. logic in the fucking VC community. Right no. Now. If you go look at what people are posting on LARPed in, it's like LARPed in? LinkedIn. <laughs> LARPed in. Because uh, it's just. I cool. was going to say earlier, too, that's the only one I get any traction on on anything LinkedIn, that I post. LinkedIn, I, can type. I, I actually don't mind LinkedIn. I like, I like seeing what's on the go. Yeah. I'll post on there. I'll do like subtle trolls and stuff. But like, I don't go to, it's crazy like Twitter. But yeah. Uh, on LARPed in, where it's just full of LARPers. Like, there's so many LARPers. Dude, and clean I love, tech LARPers. every time I hear new, every yeah. time I talk to my there's hear so many, new. There's so yeah. many. We didn't have a whole blog post of just the different phrases that Steve has said. Yes, we, we <laughs> should. Well, that is what like LinkedIn is, man. It's just full of yeah. LARPing. And, I can't hate on too much. There's a lot like of gems platform, in there. But yeah. There's a lot of good gems. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you go on LARPed in and you, like, cycle through the posts. <laughs> you know, everyone... You always see, oh, congratulations, and like a big post blows up, and it's and to me, it's like always, it's almost always like a big raise. Yeah, and right. You, you mentioned like celebrating founders and like big raises, big like listen, that's amazing, but it's 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 much more rare to see amazing product, like yeah. fucking right. groundbreaking right. product that just hit the market, you know, hit hit it where it needed. Yeah. But you do see it though. You do see it. It's not all LARPing. Mm-hmm. You do see some really cool shit, and like that's what I go on to see. Because you do, because it is more business oriented, yeah, and you will right. see real business people doing real cool stuff. Yeah. But for every like gym, there's like ten or twenty yeah. or a hundred LARPs, just complete LARPs, <laughs> and it's like, oh my god! Now they're patting each other on the back again. <laughs> they raised again. It's like, oh great, good job. Oh. Like you're gonna eventually commercialize your technology. Good job. Like, <laughs> 
Yes, I'll go on your mailing list. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to hear about it. Follow, follow, follow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny too, listening to you talk about, you know, the ESG stuff and all that. And it's like a lot of the folks, it it can be a scam, but upstream data is actually probably from a from a green standpoint. Oh, totally. Like, like the most, one of the most, if not the most, like flare I, mitigation, environmentally I, I friendly say, companies you can I find. I would say if you were just to compare the dollar that you invest yeah. in a Bitcoin mine on a on a vent or flare gas uh, site mm. compared to any other dollar that's going into carbon reduction, like carbon emissions reduction, like yeah. it almost won't compare at all. No, yeah. It There's wouldn't. very few things that are close and nothing that scales as linearly and massively like if you just keep pumping money into it you just build more and more and yeah. more and more yeah. whereas like you're doing like maybe oil field carbon like literal carbon sequestration and like pumping co2 down right. the reservoir you can only do that in so many places right and you only have the streams of carbon to do it in so many places yeah. and you need the right reservoir conditions like to right. just go apply this like bitcoin mines and methane emissions and flare gas it, nothing scales like it no but it but when it but but no one likes bitcoin in the in the right. fiat world so they won't you know if bitcoin was like money printing 2.0 and mm. enhanced their money printers they would be all over it right but it actually destroys their money printers so that you know they, yeah they don't like that that's true i mean it, it's uh it for an industry that and you know i know you're probably not a big mining council guy which you know i, I think no i was pretty was issues with, with it yeah they came out yeah the reason why I didn't like it, I actually like, I get what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. My criticism, and I think other people share it, and I've heard people like Marty Bent and others mm -hmm. say the same, is like they were they're in my eyes like they're they're legitimizing this whole the clean narrative. dirty mining. Right. Like they're, in, I'm saying the whole thing's illegitimate. I'm saying mm -hmm. I, I will not, I will not participate in you know saying oh this guy's clean, this guy's right. dirty. They're saying, oh, we're clean and we need to report more on our cleanliness. Mm -hmm. And like, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to like spin the narrative that Bitcoin is clean. Right. But there's two problems. One, if Bitcoin gets dirtier, because I intend to build Bitcoin <laughs> mines at coal plants. Right. And like, right. that's one of my goals. Yeah. Because there's actually a lot of good reasons why yeah. I do that. Mm -hmm. And it's going to make Bitcoin's profile dirtier in mm -hmm. their eyes. So you're setting, you're setting a bar. An expectation and if if it doesn't keep getting cleaner and their mm -hmm. and their definition of clean then you're actually setting up the narrative to fail right and that's a very weak narrative to go up go that's by. a good point yeah i wish we could shift the perspective of what's clean and what's uh, dirty well, not really that but like like shift from that like to just creating more energy worldwide because it's so easy to be in our little glass fucking castle here oh yeah man yeah the first world and we you know, going back to our conversation with like Marshall, right, and then bringing just fucking like reliable electricity for more hours a day to a place like Kenya. Yeah. Like, yes. Like, like that's why can't more, we focus on like story. prosperity right. globally? Right. Yeah. Why don't we, why don't we focus on like bringing third world countries like I know up to the first world? It's 2023. Bringing them up, bringing our own local communities up. Right. Like, there's plenty I, of reasons to do it here. Yeah, exactly. But, and also, but my problem with it is that they, it doesn't like no matter what stats we show, they're going to have yeah, problems that, with it. Like yeah. because it, if we are fifty eight percent green, yeah, that should be something they celebrate, but they don't. You know what I mean? And like, and then what you just said is like goes back to kind of the hypocrisy and like positions on this stuff. Because if you looked at the social utility of what 
Bitcoin mining can do for different communities and different places around the world. Not like yeah. remove America. We're naive about the reality of what most people live in the world. Mm -hmm. And if you take take us out of the equation, just look what it could do for people in El Salvador, Kenya, all yeah. these places where you have no reliable grid power. This is undoubtedly a it's good a benefit. It's a net a benefit. huge benefit for those people, those communities, those countries everywhere. Well, their accounting measures are irrational. Like, right, carbon is not the only factor. And like recently, I always feel like a dick doing it, but like <laughs> I feel like someone's got to do it. And I got a loud voice because yeah. I have a lot of followers now in the Bitcoin space. And like, okay, like so, there was some really cool news recently that I think is terrible and yeah. partnered with a nuclear facility, and that's fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like, I that's what I, yeah. everyone wants to see. But I, you know, me being being the jerk that I am, like. <laughs> They tweeted about it yeah. and talked about net zero and we're carbon negative. And like, I'm like, mm. like, is this really, I can't remember exactly what it said, but yeah. I'm basically saying like, is this really what you guys care about? Like you, you're actually creating jobs for yeah. the local community. Right. And no one gives a fuck that you're, that you're on nuclear clean power. Bitcoin right. doesn't care. Right. Every kilowatt hour is the same. Mm -hmm. Are you, are you creating jobs? Yes, you are. That's right. good. Put that number one, put your job creation number one. Cause politicians don't give like, yeah, they care about carbon emissions, mm -hmm. but they also care about jobs. Right, right. And part of the problem Bitcoin has right now is that people consider it a low job uh, creating mm -hmm. industry. And it, in, on, a, on a capital, like jobs per capital, it probably sort of mm -hmm. is compared to some others, but it does put a lot of contractors to work. Right. Yeah. It puts a lot of guys to work building stuff. Right. Uh, and then even after the fact, servicing it. Mm -hmm. And then all the other things it does, like generally for human beings. Right, like, right. That, you don't that, need to worry about the fucking carbon footprint. Right. And then you're also, it's like a backhand to anyone that's not on nuclear. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, you're on coal. Like, you're bad. Yeah. No, you're not. Well, like, they're going to get a green Bitcoin, right? I mean, yeah. what was that? <laughs> it was like two years. I haven't really heard anybody Kevin, talk about that anymore. But Kevin O'Leary wants Yeah, it. Kevin O'Leary. That was a here's, here's Here's my real question. We haven't talked about this yet. And I've been thinking about it, especially as I'm <laughs> going through and, and finally actually uh, reading the Bitcoin standard. So <laughs> doing this podcast, I feel obligated now too. Actually, we need to have safe Dean on here. Yeah, we do. That'd be cool. When yeah. do we when do we transition from a fiat standard to a Bitcoin standard? Look, I, can I, I say mine first? And yeah, go for it. Maybe, maybe we'll have maybe we'll have like a projections yeah. leaderboard that we'll right. start from now on and just start asking everybody. I don't think it has to be one or the other. Like I, I think eventually. <laughs> It's going to go to the one that makes the most sense, just from a from a the way nature works. Um, and so, and I think Bitcoin ultimately wins that. But I think reality is that it's going to be a slow transition where they're going to coexist for a long, long time. And we're talking like fifty years, probably, if not more, yeah. if not forever. Right? I don't, I don't know if it's ever going to be like. Bitcoin is the currency, the worldwide currency. Nobody has a currency. Yeah, I mean, gold has like, essentially been right. in the mix for what, like three, four thousand years? Yeah, forever. Right? So, so it's like, I, I think that that is a more realistic kind of I also think it depends outcome. how you define it. Like, right. so if, if say, for example, um, Bitcoin adoption and the competition it brings to central banks mm -hmm. basically destroys central banks right. and the government goes back to, say, because I, I always thought that government's not going to say the u.s government because you know it's the biggest mm -hmm. and the baddest like it's not going to go to a bitcoin standard i always thought the first thing it's going to do is retreat i was i almost see it as reversal of what the trend so the trends yeah. go in this way towards 
unreserved money and like mm. just chaos. I think it's going to reverse and it's going to be forced through competition. Right. Like, because people are going to choose Bitcoin. Yeah. And, and that's actually going to dilute the value of fiat as people right. accept less and less of it. It's going to inflate more. And so maybe they'll go back to a gold standard. Like, maybe they'll eventually things will get so fucking Would they go bad gold standard? with fiat as it is today with hyperinflation that they're like, we have to compete because people mm-hmm. are just choosing Bitcoin now. Right. Like, like they are in other countries. Like, yeah. you know, the classic ones like the, Argentina is Venezuela, mm-hmm. El Salvador, or whatever. Right. But the places where people are experiencing, uh, like uh, where safety is from, Lebanon, mm-hmm. massive inflation of the money. Mm-hmm. And now they're seeing value in Bitcoin. Yeah. So I, I feel like, you know, as American dollar, Canadian dollar starts like getting really bad on inflation, mm-hmm. even more people are going to be like, fuck that. Like I'm going to hold some savings in yeah. Bitcoin. And the government's going to be like, okay, at some point, we actually have no choice because yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to hyperinflate. Right. To revert to a gold standard again i just don't see it as being like a bitcoin standard yeah. first maybe mm-hmm. later the other mm-hmm. thing i was going to answer my normal answer to that i've had that question before or like we've talked about it in the past like i think like i'm already on a bitcoin standard right yeah. like so i don't give a shit what anyone else is doing i don't yeah. care like mm-hmm. i my business is on it we of course deal in fiat yeah. but my general strategy is to hold more bitcoin than fiat mm-hmm. it hurts you sometimes like when you're big stack of bitcoin mm-hmm. and it you lose like 80 percent right. in like six months yeah but it also goes the opposite way mm-hmm. and on a personal level like you know i basically liquidated most of my stuff for my company mm-hmm. and so yeah because my company does that and i own majority shares mm-hmm. like that's my personal wealth is yeah is the, is the yeah. bitcoin standard yeah so I, I like to think about it that way because it's like because mm-hmm. I can't control and none of us can control like you know when other people care to use it and right. adopt it. But if you can use it yourself and it's actually helping you, there's more and more it. people doing that. Like mm-hmm. I know a few people now that are literally going to like personally the Bitcoin standards and they've made it ba- basically their life. Um, I talked about Gerson that last episode yeah. too, and it was like he's a guy who like walked away from Wall Street and realize like I, I, time is more valuable than anything else we have and um he decided to just basically walk away from a job that is taking up a hundred percent of his time and taking it away from his family and being like you know what i can go do this i'm gonna live on this this is the way i want to go and mm-hmm. value my time more than like valuing your your hours at work or the paycheck you get these big bonuses and all that stuff and yeah i was talking to you before about like one of these days, I feel like if I can, if I can ever hit it on some of these deals I'm working on, uh, which is probably will, never going to happen. But uh, shut the fuck up, dude. I mean, <laughs> you're the man when it comes to these deals. Okay. Like, if anybody's going to hit it, it's going to uh, be. You. Well, if I can hit it, uh, I'm like. I might disappear. Y'all may never ever see me again. I'm That's the way. Bro, at least go. let yeah. me know where you're going. Well, I'll, like, let you I'll know, come man. with you. Yeah, you come. You two can come. <laughs> I'll, I'll disappear yeah, all the time, but I'll just we'll disappear. Go down to Costa Rica. And be in Costa Rica, hanging out on the beach, and yeah, Chanda. You can become. A, you can become. <laughs> yeah. You can become an influencer and just wholesome influencer. That's right. Like I'll, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. I'll follow Leechman. Yeah, <laughs> did that route. So mine will be on the beach in yeah. Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, I think. I think the reality is like it's inevitable that we're going to transition to a more uh, Bitcoin, more more Bitcoin adoption. Obviously, that that's happening. Like, and we yeah. are seeing more competition for the dollar already. You see, Brazil and Argentina are talking about putting it, creating another currency for South America. And the, and I saw the other day, I think Saudi Arabia was talking about 
um, taking other currencies for uh, oil sales. Yeah, that, isn't that like the BRICS system? Right, like, right. Yeah, Iran is in Iran, Iran, China, right, Russia, Brazil. Yep. You know, what Saudi if we were Venezuela? Here's a crazy yeah. thought. Maybe it's because we've had like two glasses of whiskey, but like <laughs> there's that scene from uh, from Batman, right? Where the Joker torches that massive pile of cash, right? It looks like mm-hmm. a couple billion dollars or something, right? Yeah. What if we like, what if we were like to get together a movement of people just like, it's almost like tithing, right? You're supposed to like tithe like in the church, like 10% yes. of your income, right? Mm-hmm. What if we all just like put in 10% and we just fucking torch that shit, right? To kind of like fight inflation. Isn't that like the? That's Is that what, like possible? Like wasn't I don't that know. like the Boston Tea Party? I mean, basically, kind of wasn't it? Didn't have something to do that with had that? something to do. That's more taxation and tea. Yeah, but didn't they? They threw the like tea overboard. Yeah, was it something to do with like trying why, to why torture? Just buy more Bitcoin. I don't know. Maybe just like yeah. I mean, I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like. What I'm just saying, like yeah. fight, like fight against inflation. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it rips it up. And yeah, but if we did, we did in the we did in the streets. We vlogged it. <laughs> well, if you're serious, good content. Vlog, yeah. Hey, like imagine like content. that video go viral. Like yeah. we're, we're fucking torching a billion dollars. Like, <laughs> that'd be why that would go viral. Except yeah. when Definitely. you actually get your hands on that billion, you're about to torch it. You all be like, oh, fuck, yeah. fuck yeah. this. I want to bounce around. I'm gonna take a little bit. You guys burn it, burn the rest. Burn the rest of this shit. Yeah, we're coming up on two hours. Are we really? Yeah. Dang, dude. Wow. Good job, Steve. They do fucking uh, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, I'm having lots of fun. Yeah. I didn't eat lunch either, so I've got a little bit of a buzz going on. I tell you guys yeah. a few new words. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I've got yeah. new words. Dude. We've got a whole we got a whole series of just keywords with, with Steve. We should you if know, you guys start a if you guys start like a coal podcast, I want to be like your color commentator. Like I was literally just gonna like, say, wanna, why don't we do a recurring thing? I, t- we I wanna, talked about I want to meet more coal people. Like, yeah. so if you do a coal thing. Because you know, you're, I don't know any cool guys people, but we should. Themed. But we should. Well, I know we they're hard out. to find, man. Yeah, dude, we I, could, I had to ask everyone on Twitter where all the fucking coal people at. I we should some. do a new thing with him on it. We call it coal calls. Coal calls. <laughs> Boom. Absolutely. We have you like recurring <laughs> on here. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Coal <laughs> calls. We got us oil guys, man. We got to stick up for our coal buddies. Yeah, we got because they got no, they got no one in their corner. No man. one loves them. We got to get that's true. We got to get in their corner. Everybody's always hating on them. They are always hating on them. Big time. Always exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's true. It's bullshit. We need to do that. Stand up for those guys. I like it. cold calls, man. It's cold calls with Steve Barber. Absolutely. We should do that. I'm in, man. Seriously? Yeah. I know you're in Canada, dude, but upstream yeah. data is going to be coming to the U.S. Hopefully. Yeah, that's the plan. All right. Good. Yeah, the this mar- year? I would have I'm, I'm lobbying hard for Houston. Yeah, we, yes, talk, we talked Houston. last night. Houston, definitely Houston actually looks quite good. Yeah. yeah. Gotta do For a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Houston's the spot. I'll man. shill the same thing I shilled last night if anyone's listening and you want to do biz dev. And you got some oil and gas oh, yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hit me up. Yeah. Remind hey, me. Send me, send me something on, on I'll, I'll put it on LARPedin. LARPedin? Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll get you some. It'll be we'll all over LARPedin. That's how we Wait. source all of our people, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. We, we we post on there, dude. We get like 200 applicants every fucking Really? Time. Do you really? Yeah, all the time. And it's like super high quality people, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. It's crazy. It's so Houston nuts. based. Mm-hmm. Gotta be Houston based. Oil and yeah. gas experience. You like uh, there's a shitload of guys that are looking for just right now. creative, yeah, go getter, yeah. yeah there's there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people here that be very interested. There's there's such a good Bitcoin Bitcoin community here that, and everybody knows you, dude. So everybody would love to be yeah. part of upstream data. And, and this episode is going out on Monday, which is like what the 30th of January, 2023. Mm-hmm. So you guys, Martin Legal and Gideon, are doing a uh, Nate party. Yep. Right. What is Wednesday it? Uh, night? Wednesday night. Right. Right. Where's that? Oh boy, let me get my phone. And I'll tell you. Gideon's gonna be there. 
Yep. Gideon's okay. co-sponsored it with us. Nice. Let's see. His here. company. Uh, Choya. 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 Yeah. Choya. After we get off the mic, remind me. I'm gonna show you the commercial that we just shot with uh, Gideon. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. Let's we see. Uh, we had to go to Louisiana to shoot it. I'll pull it up. I'm gonna find it on here real quick because I want to see where we're at. We're gonna have a ton of people there probably too. I'm gonna send my 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 Nape crew that's coming down. I won't be there, but I'll. Oh, you're not gonna be there. I'm not gonna be there. You're not gonna be a Nape. No, man. Dang, man. Yeah, tell them to come over. I will. Send me the names. We'll shoot an invite. Yep. All right. Let's see here. We got a dinner Thursday night too. Yeah, Um, I saw that one. Man, that's open invite by the way. To anybody wants to come. That's right. That one's gonna be. I know because I just put in my calendar. Pitch twenty five. Pitch twenty five in East Downtown at six thirty. Come join us for dinner and drinks. Right. Um, I'll be there. Justin will be there. A lot of the other guys are going to be there. Let's um, see. Happy hour. Halo. Oh, no, it's not Halo. My bad. Not Sorry. Whoa. That's the other one. Yeah, here we go. This is at a hearsay. Yeah, that's right. Hearsay. hearsay. hearsay that's on the green, green, right? Right. right. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see you guys so, there. Yeah, Come join us. Data folks Nate, there, bit of fun. It's decent. Oh, oh it's, is it? Have you, you never been to Nate? Dude, I haven't. Been. You've got to like. Um, and you're I a only gas guy? I don't know why I've never come. Man, here. dude, yeah. let's be let's be honest. A lot of people don't really go to the conference. It's like it's the party. It's, it's the, the party circuit. Yeah. Yes, it's like party everybody circuit, comes yeah. in yeah. town. I've got like 17 parties I got to go to. I, I like the Nate folks. Jennifer, you're wonderful. Should have had me speak at the deal too, though. Could have invited <laughs> St- uh, Steve as well, but I don't, I don't know what you guys are thinking about that. But at least you got Brent from Giga. Yeah. Yeah. You got you, you got you got Brent. Yeah, uh, and then hey, uh, Empower. Empower Power 2023, yeah. March 8th and 9th, new venue, 713 Music Hall in downtown. It's going to be wild. Uh, a lot more indoors. Still going to have some outdoor sections where, you know, uh, Steve's going to have some equipment and some other guys are, are going to have some stuff as well. But Steve will be speaking too, right? This venue, if you've never been there, if you're not like from Houston, you haven't seen it. For one, it's brand new. But it's like, imagine if there was a, a music venue on the Death Star. Like, That's like awesome. the whole place is ambient lighting. It's like so dope. That, that it is, is so cool. A massive stage where like the best bands in Houston or best bands who come play in Houston play. So it's going to be super, super cool. So if you guys didn't join us last year, come out. If you did join us last year, still come out. Um, it's going to be a good time. My brother made a float tank in a room that was like designed as a spaceship. It was freaking oh, awesome. Shit. Yeah, it was crazy. Dude, I didn't it was in, in New brother. Orleans. It was, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, I come from a family of weirdos. Your brother looks like Rick Rubin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He does. <laughs> You're right. He does. He does. There's no lie. That's we need to go no hang lie. out with him. I'm all yeah, about it, dude. Yeah. He lives in a, a Airstream that is painted like a pickle, and it's called the Cosmic Pickle. He drives it around in an F350. And F3 he looks 50. like Rick Rubin. Yeah, dude. And he drives it. I'm going to show you a picture. When we go to dinner, I'm going to show you a picture. We need to go hang out with your brother. I want to meet this guy. Yeah, he's, he's an interesting cat, We need to go do some he's... recreational drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of those. So, yeah, but... Uh... Well, hey, well, hey, you guys like the podcast? Please, uh, you know, please share it with your friends. You yep. know, send it along to your colleagues. Um, thanks for all the support so far. Um, you know, it's a hard time to launch podcasts. There's so many podcasts out there, but thanks, thanks for listening. It's been really fun. We're having a blast doing it. We're gonna keep doing it. Yeah, man. Keep on larping on. Keep, keep larping, larping on, on, baby. Keep larping Steve, on. Steve, thanks for coming, dude. Thanks, buddy. Really thanks appreciate it, man. You guys. <laughs> Always love appreciate talking to him, man. He's the guy. So you're the man. Appreciate it.